This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the emergency edition of the Otson Audibles podcast. I am Matt Kramer. Scopal is with me as always, and... We are doing this emergency podcast because we have a verbal commitment for the Oregon Ducks to break down, and that is with the latest of one of the best receivers ever to commit to the Oregon Duck football program. Before we dive into today's show and and break this verbal commitment down, I want to remind you out there that if you enjoy supporting the podcast, if you enjoy uh, listening to to our, our stuff, you can subscribe today for $1 for DuckTerritory.com's VIP membership that supports us, allows us to continue doing this podcast. You could also sign up uh, for an annual membership, and that saves you over $44 over the course of a year, opposed to that annual member or that month-to-month membership. So highly encourage you guys to check more information out on that. If you aren't a subscriber, if you are, we greatly appreciate you. And if you can't subscribe today, that's totally fine. We, we, we get it. Uh, you can support the program by sharing, uh, giving us reviews, uh, and, and straight up just listening to the show. Uh, your numbers speak volumes, so thank you for that. Um, we have a verbal commitment today. It comes from four-star wide receiver Troy Franklin. He is now going to be one of the highest-rated commits ever at the position. He's the now highest-rated prospect to commit to the Oregon Duck football program in the class of 2021. The Ducks now hold 13 verbal commitments. Uh, this is, I believe, their ninth four-star prospect in this class. They have moved up a little bit inside the top 10. There's no way to, to say this other than this is a monumental get for the Oregon football program. No doubt about it. Uh, Oregon now has a new headliner to its 2021 class. And for some perspective here, Matt talked about – where Franklin ranks all time amongst Oregon players as a receiver, only Cameron Colvin is more highly rated and his current ranking. And again, subject to change could go up, could go down. He currently has the same two, four, seven composite ranking as Royce Freeman, who is Oregon's all time leading rusher player. Those listening to this podcast are, are very familiar with. So if Franklin is able to have a career similar to Freeman, who obviously played a different position, but shares the same recruiting ranking, that means this is going to work out pretty decently um, without question. And and you just kind of look at the rest of those guys ahead of him. Uh, Most of these players have turned out. If you look at just look at the 12 players ranked ahead uh, of Franklin, and obviously he could be ranked higher on this list later when everything's finalized or lower, but currently all these, most of these guys have been pretty darn good players at Oregon. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, number one, Justin Flo, number two, hasn't played yet, but obviously high expectations. Haloti Nada and Jonathan Stewart were three and four, two players with extensive NFL careers. Noah Sewell still has yet to play. I mentioned Colvin earlier, kind of an up and down collegiate career. And then you have DeAnthony Thomas and Eric Armstead, Canton Kamatuli and Thomas Tyner and Dante Manning and Lake Seastrunk. So a couple of those later guys didn't pan out quite as well, but when Oregon has landed recruits in this caliber or a little bit more highly rated, um, they panned out pretty darn well. And so with a guy 
like Troy Franklin in the fold now, um, this class becomes more effective. And I think you have to be really excited looking at kind of what Franklin could be in this Oregon offense going forward because they just simply haven't landed a lot of players like him. Oregon has now a, a team class ranking score of 219.32. That's just a couple tenths of a point below the Florida Gators, who currently sit seventh in the country. Uh, so Oregon's going to be right around eighth. And we should also note that this doesn't take into account for the fact that Oregon's junior college quarterback commit, uh, Jadarius Perkins, is, isn't ranked yet. And right. his ranking will go up. He will get some kind of a ranking, which no matter how low of a, of a ranking he gets – he will increase Oregon's uh, team rankings a little bit, and that ranking will happen next week, uh, next Wednesday to be, effect, uh, to be exact. And there could be a couple other players on this team that, that are currently committed to Oregon in the 2021 recruiting class that see their class ranking go up. Uh, it could also be some guys that maybe go down because just as much as uh, players go up, players have to go down as well. And maybe that impacts things a little bit, but – it's fair to say, just by looking at Jadarius Perkins and now the addition of Troy Franklin, Oregon is going to likely have a top seven class by the next week when our rankings update comes out. And it's in a position now where you look at this class and where Troy Franklin sets Oregon up, they have one of the best receivers in the country. He is the second best receiver in the country for the class of 2021, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite. He is the third best player in the state of California. Uh, he is, like I said, the best player to commit to Oregon at this time. And Oregon now has two of the better receivers out on the West Coast and in the country with the addition of Troy Franklin and the current commitment of Kyron Ware Hudson, who is a four-star receiver and the 24th best player in the country at his position and the 131st best player overall. So it looks like from a receiver's position with the addition of Franklin now, Oregon is going to have one of the best recruiting classes at the receiver position, not just in the Pac-12, uh, but in the country. Yeah, and the ceiling here is extremely high when you talk about the crystal ball trends for both Dante Thornton, another top 50 wide receiver recruit, and then Xavier Worthy, a top 150 wide receiver recruit. I mean, Oregon could on paper here have four of probably the best 20 or 25 wide receivers committed in this class in this cycle. And we won't get too far ahead. Let's focus on Franklin. But obviously, this class is setting Oregon up to, to really reload at receiver. They didn't address it very much in 2020, just signed one player. Although I think we both agree Chris Hudson has huge upside. Very talented. As a prospect. I mean, I think he's someone who could contribute significantly right away. Um, but they needed to hit 2021 hard, and they've, and they've done that so far with these first two verbals. Like I said earlier, I think Matt would agree there's a chance, pretty good chance they land two more of these guys too. Um, and that would undoubtedly be the best in Oregon history. And if you want to look at just kind of down the line what this dub, you know, helps set up, both Johnny Johnson and Jalen Red are going to be seniors this upcoming season and will graduate. That's two available opening starting spots by the time these guys are uh, on campus for 2021 season. And part of me thinks with just the level of talent in this class, a guy like Franklin really could step on campus and, and enter a starting role right away and be maybe a three or a four year starter at Oregon just because of the talent he has. Um, and he will be challenged. Obviously, Oregon will have players like De Devin Williams and Micah Pittman, um, Brian Addison, Josh Delgado, 
Isaiah, you know, Isaiah Crocker, Lance Wilhoyt, Jared Waters. I'm mentioning all these players they have, but they needed to hit some players in this cycle. And I think you have to be really encouraged with the work they've done. And a guy like Franklin in particular, who I think you go watch his tape and he is like ready to do this. I feel like almost right now, even his junior tape, it looks kind of like he's college ready. So he's a player who I really think, and he needs to add a little bit of weight. And some of that will be dependent on that. He's a little bit lean. But if he comes into college and he's able to put on some pounds, I really think he's somebody who could have an immediate impact in 2021. Is, is there a, a player comp that you gravitate towards? I mean, I, I look at his ranking and his evaluation, and Brandon Huffman has um, a comparison to Marquise Lee and a day two NFL draft selection down the road. Uh, that would be a round two or a round three pick to give you kind of some kind of perspective. Uh, if what type of NFL prospect Troy Franklin is being rated as? I'm going to, I'm going to say that Brandon Huffman's really good at evaluations. Cause I like that Marcus Lee comparison a lot. You go watch the way Franklin uh, plays on tape and he is just extremely smooth. He's a long strider. He gets in and out of his cuts really, really easily. Everything just looks easy. It looks like he's almost gliding while everybody else is really working hard to keep up with him. Um, and, and again, when the ball is in the open field, he's just electric. And uh, I think the lead comparison is, is very fair. I, I think in terms of players Oregon has had from an Oregon perspective over the last five to 10 years, um, maybe like a Darren Carrington in terms of body type and in terms of the way he can create separation with his legs, uh, you know, vertically as, as someone who has great speed. Um, but I think Franklin is significantly has a chance at least to be significantly better as an underneath receiver um, and just being kind of a complete guy. I, I really think that's the thing that separates Franklin from some guys Oregon has had. Cause you, know, you go back and look at, and I was throughout this week running through the best receiving seasons of the decade. And I was looking at Darren Carrington's numbers and the guy averaged like 19 yards per catch two seasons, which is just awesome. I don't know if Franklin's a 19 yard per catch guy, but he has the capability of being a big play guy, but also being kind of a go-to guy underneath. Um, and somebody maybe you even use in the screen game. So uh, I, I like what Brandon's at with Demarquis Lee. I think Darren Carrington maybe from an Oregon perspective. I don't think Oregon really had a player quite like this come through. Um, th this to me feels like somebody who could be kind of unparalleled in terms of what we've seen from past Oregon wideouts. Yeah, I was I was going to say that it feels like Troy Franklin is somebody that maybe just hasn't come through the Oregon football program before as a high school athlete. Uh, obviously, he still needs to live up to potential. It, you know, he's not just going to show up just because he's the third, the second best receiver in the country um, and, and instantly be the best player ever at the position. But it feels like this is one of those monumental gets in which there isn't a player comp at Oregon from a previous season that definitively fits what Trey Franklin brings to the table because he's just that much better than anyone else Oregon has signed. All right, let's take a quick break. You're listening to the Autzen Audible's podcast, Emergency Podcast Edition. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? 
And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, let's welcome back to the Ots and Audible's podcast. I'm Matt Prame. Eric Scopel is with me as always, and we're talking Oregon football and football recruiting specifically because the Oregon Ducks have landed the verbal commitment of Troy Franklin, the number two receiver in the country, and there's a lot of momentum right now at Oregon um, with the receiver position. And just where do you feel like um, – we kind of addressed it real quick, but I want to I get your opinion on this briefly. Knowing the, the players that Oregon is losing, you brought up Jalen Red and Johnny Johnson. And knowing that Franklin, like you said, there really isn't a player that's come before him that's similar. Mm-hmm. It, it – are you are are you gonna take the bet if I if I said over under half a game that Troy Franklin starts uh, you know weeks that it takes for Troy Franklin to be a starter at Oregon is it is it pretty much an automatic where he's you know he's going to be expected to be a starter day one at Oregon? I actually think maybe his biggest competition to start could be from players who signed in this 2021 class, if I'm honest. Um, and that's not to discount what's on the roster here. And I mentioned earlier, like a guy like Chris Hudson could step up this year and be just a total stud. I think a guy like Michael Pittman and Devin Williams, I wouldn't discount either of them being awesome. But I, I think Franklin's talents set him up to be somebody that would has a chance to start right, you know, day one. And Oregon doesn't have typically a ton of those guys. And, and obviously the ones they do have are awesome players. You think about a guy like a Penne Sewell at left tackle, Defensively, Jordan Scott and Thomas Graham have obviously uh, been able to do that. Um, it doesn't happen all that frequently. The guy steps in, starts, and plays the entire freshman season. Even a guy like Kayvon Thibodeau, who everybody knows was awesome last year, he didn't start right away. So there's probably some room for cautiousness in terms of saying Franklin's a day one starter, you know, right at an ink. At the same time, I just think his talent is superior to a lot of the guys that he's going to be competing with. And for me, I'm probably in my head, if I'm just projecting year out, I'm thinking you got Micah Pittman in, in the slot. You got Devin Williams at one of the outside receivers. And you probably have like a Troy Franklin, a Chiron Ware Hudson, a Dante Thornton, um, and, and then Lance Wilhoyd, Brian Addison group fighting for that other spot. And to me, and of course, I'm including a couple guys that haven't actually verbally committed or we're optimistic about. To me, the biggest competition for Franklin might actually be just with some of these guys he's signing with. All right. Now – the next step then is like what everyone wants to know is how many more receivers does Oregon sign? Should they sign in the 2021 recruiting class? Because we know, we know spots are limited with mm-hmm. this class, not just the receiver position, but just across the board, you know, with 13 verbal commitments right now, it, it's safe to say even under a normal instance, 
of being able to sign 25 players. Oregon is now officially past the halfway point of, of, of filling out the class because they can't, they can't sign 26 uh, unless you fiddle with some, some numbers in terms of when guys enroll and whatnot. And we're not going to go down that path right now, but yeah. 25 is, is the maximum amount that on paper, the starting point that you're allowed to sign Oregon's at 13. So the past the halfway point, but it's fair to say that, that Oregon doesn't, have 25 scholarships right now to use i mean essentially with troy franklin they've used up all their available scholarships just from the the amount of scholarship seniors on the roster that we know of so any other player that they add moving forward is going to mean a player with eligibility left after the 2020 football season is either going to go pro retire medically retire transfer out what have you um, so that's where things are going to start getting difficult with how many players they can sign. And there's only going to be so many players that Oregon can sign. I think right now a safe number is 22 or 23 players, maybe 21. Um, but looking at who they've got committed with Franklin, Kyron Ware Hudson, and looking at the positions that are out there uh, still at, at, at the receiver spot, the players are still on, on the roster – what's kind of the, the need you look at and the makeup of the, the players that they're going to want to sign for the receiver class in 2021? I, I think, and I think you take as many of these guys as you can that are highly rated in my mind. And obviously you're not taking like seven, you're not taking six and probably the number is four based upon what we know with guys like Dante Thornton and Xavier Worthy. And I think the thing that's exciting with those two particular prospects is that they're both just different than other players Oregon has in this class and then different than players have had in previous classes. And really if it ends up being this foursome and I'm speaking like it is going to happen for sure. And we should know that shouldn't be the case, even though the crystal ball trends are very clearly in Oregon's favor for both those guys. But I think the thing I get excited about is if the foursome ends up being the guys we've discussed, Franklin is unlike anybody else in this class. I think Kyron Ware Hudson, I don't think we've, talked about him on a podcast recently because he committed a while ago, but he's physically just built like a guy like an Anquan Bolden or a Josh Huff or maybe a Jason Williams from Oregon, maybe a couple inches shorter, but he's just a physical stout guy. And I like that body type as something that's just different. And then you got an Xavier Worthy who is a speed demon. He's a 10-4, 10-5, 100-meter guy, um, which is really, really fast. He's a guy who can take the top off of the defense. That's different. You have a Dante Thornton who's like a 6-5 guy on the outside who can – make plays in the underneath passing game vertically. He's got the legs to do it and the wheels, and he can also be just a total demon around the red zone. So I love the prospects of what seems to be coming together, Matt. Do you think four is about the number? Could Oregon take five? Or do you think – I know there's a lot of momentum now with both Worthy and Thornton, but do you think those are takes for Oregon for sure? I I look at Thornton – 100% 100% as a take. I look at Xavier Worthy as someone that also is a take just because Thornton is a national recruit. He is the fourth best receiver in the country. Excuse me, the, the sixth best, not the fourth. Uh, Worthy is significantly lower down the list. Um, I, I believe he's the 40th best receiver in the country. But if you look at his offer list, and you see the schools that have offered him, and you will see that the entire Pac-12 is basically after him, Alabama, LSU, Georgia. He is a guy – we had Brandon Huffman on the podcast yesterday, uh, and Brandon said that – and if you're not familiar who Brandon Huffman is, he's the national recruiting editor for 24-7 Sports. 
And Brandon said that Xavier is a guy that if they play high school football this season in California, he will, he will likely be someone that sees a ratings boost because he hasn't been the number one receiver at the high school level yet. He's always had uh, another power five receiver playing with him. And this is supposed to be his year where the offense is built around him and we get a good kind of idea of what that could look like. And if he does what he's supposed to do, he's going to have a huge year. And so he's going to bump up the rankings. And so I, I look at worthy as another one that's a take, but you look at the, the, the options that Oregon has at the receiver position that are still considering Oregon. And even if a Thornton or a worthy, both, our players that the 24 seven sports crystal ball considers leans to Oregon. Um, but for whatever reason, let's just say they don't sign those guys. The ducks have multiple other f- prospects at the, at the receiver position that are four-star recruits. Um, Isaiah Riverd is a, a four-star receiver from Mississippi. That is extremely high on Oregon. We know he's close with Oregon offensive coordinator, uh, Joe Moorhead, Antonio Harmon is another four-star receiver from Mississippi that has very similar relationships with Oregon and Malik Neighbors. Another four-star receiver that's got good good ties and a good interest with Oregon's uh, receiving core and the coaches at Oregon. Um, Dominique Lovett is another receiver that that's got some interest in, in the Ducks as well. So, you know, there are plenty of options out there for Oregon to to go out and sign a couple more four-stars. I think. They will go with four um, because I would anticipate that we see maybe some transfers, maybe not ahead of the 2020 season, maybe not during the 2020 season, um, but maybe even not, you know, maybe even after the 2021 football season has played out. But I just, I look at Oregon's roster and think there's an overhaul coming right now. And knowing Cristobal and his desire of, signing the best players possible, breeding competition and a culture built on competition. He's going to want to continue to push the envelope of, of restocking and reloading and adding more and more talent. And the guys that are looking at Oregon are, are all extremely talented players. So I look at this class and say, Oregon is probably going to add at least two more receivers, maybe five. If, if a five-star, like let's just say a Mecca Buka somehow, comes around and says he's going to put Oregon back in his top four. I don't expect that to happen, but you know, if, if, if he were to all of a sudden, he's the number one receiver in the country, a top 10 recruit, regardless of position, five-star player from Steelacombe high school in Washington, the Tacoma area. If he were all of a sudden to say, Hey, I want to come to Oregon too. And they've already got the commitments of let's just say, uh, where Hudson and Franklin and worthy and Thor- and Thornton, um, they would take a Mecca. The, they would not turn down the number one recruit in the country at the position. Outside of that, I don't see anyone else um, being able to push Oregon to taking five receivers in this class. So it's, it's going to be four more than likely. Um, maybe the off chance it's three if, if a Worthy or uh, a Dante Thornton end up not committing to the Ducks and Oregon opts to, to maybe stay away from the, the recruits from Mississippi because of distance or whatever reason. Um, but I look at this and think Oregon is in a really good position already for Thornton and for Worthy ahead of the Troy Franklin commitment, and all of them have all kind of basically said that it's their understanding that Oregon's going to load up at the receiver position. So we're looking at, quite honestly, half the class of the greatest 
receiver class ever to sign with the Ducks coming to fruition. I just think you have to be excited if you're an Oregon fan and, and you've been waiting for some of these wide receivers uh, to come through. Um, you have to be ecstatic. I mean, this has a potential. We talked about it all show. Just this position, it, it's going to be the best in program history if it plays out like we think it's going to. And it's going to set this passing attack up for whether it's Tyler Shuck or somebody else in 2021. I, I think I feel pretty comfortable saying I expect it to be Shuck. But whoever it is is going to have some, some real options to play with and some firepower around him. Um, and you have to think that offense in 2021, you know, Joe Moorhead's second year as offensive coordinator with an offensive line, which you're going to lose Penny Sewell, which is obviously significant. But you're going to have, you could have as many as four of your guys coming back. You could have C.J. Verdell and all those other running backs back on the roster. You should have all of your tight ends back besides Hunter Kentmore. I just think that offense in 2021, with everything they're accomplishing on the trail and with everything that's back, I think that has the potential to be an all-time or at least an awesome, awesome offense um, a couple years from now if this all plays out together. Yeah, it's an exciting time for Oregon football fans because, look, we it feels like we say this every so often, every couple of weeks, every couple of months, but Oregon is truly operating right now at a, at a level in recruiting that we just haven't seen consistently before. And it's starting to turn now into a deal where it's – um, becoming the norm, where Oregon is, is becoming the top destination for recruits out West. They are continuing to land some of the best players across the country. And Troy Franklin is just the latest player to be the sign of that. Because, I mean, look at, look at the players that were involved in, in his recruitment along with Oregon. And it's Arizona State, it's Alabama, and it's Washington. That made up his final four. USC was also in the picture. Um, the addition of Troy Franklin is is too found because he's he in, from importance. It, a he's the second best receiver in the country, and there's no doubt that the, his talent is, is there, and that in of itself is a big deal. But secondly, every school in the Pac-12 wanted him, and you as Oregon are taking him and, and keeping him in the conference and preventing him from playing for any other school. Uh, within the conference. So you're, you're hurting all of your uh, counterparts in the conference while also strengthening your position. So it's kind of like a double whammy where everyone else in the conference gets a, a, a punch in the gut and Oregon is getting elevated a little bit because they just landed one of the best players in the country that every school in the Pac-12 wanted. Okay, that's going to do it for us on the Austin Audible's podcast. Really appreciate you guys checking out this emergency edition. Uh, thank you for listening. If you want to support the show, you can do so by giving us a review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to uh, to your podcasts. You could share these podcasts uh, either on social media or through text or email or whatever means you have. Uh, even word to work, you know, mouth to mouth works too. Uh, if if you really want to help, make sure that we keep doing these shows. Uh, supporting us financially is by subscribing to DuckTerritory.com, which you can do for as low as $1 for your first month and then $9.95 there after that. Or if you want to save a huge chunk of money, over $44, you could subscribe for the annual membership and pay a one-time upfront fee for a year. And then that will net you a savings of over $44 compared to that month-to-month price. So highly encourage you guys to do that if you can. If you can't, there's plenty of other ways that you can support us and we appreciate you regardless. So for Eric Scopel, myself, Matt Prem, thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Odds and Audible's podcast. We'll talk to you later, fellas.